Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burl, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, what's going on? Not much, Jesse. Just uh, ready to do our show today. Everything mm-hmm. seems to be, you know, kind of in the works right now for, for the Jays to um, be doing okay heading into the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're finally starting to hit the ball. I feel a little bit better than that. Two Absolutely. quality starts from our starters. Mm-hmm. And yet we split a two-game set, one at a two. You know what? I feel okay about it. I don't hate it. I think St. Think St. Louis. Baseball-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, today on the show, we're going to recap the Blue Jays' mini two-game series against the Cardinals. We've got our thumbs up, thumbs down preview. We've got news and notes. We've got the Angels series preview. We've got it all. But first, let's get into the two-games recap. Game one of the series, the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Toronto Blue Jays 7-3 to in 10 innings. Ryan Barucki gave up the walk-off grand slam to Paul Goldschmidt. Jose Barrios got the start and pitched pretty well, got into the seventh inning. Uh, the lack of clutch hitting and the lackluster bullpen performance was the difference here in this one. Game two, the Jays win eight to one. Jays win a blowout game for what feels like the first time in a long time. And it really felt like the team needed this one. Danny Jansen had a double dong. Vladdy hit one here as well. Kevin Gosman did his thing. And yeah, the Jays won that one quite steadily. Instant reactions from those, Riley? <laughs> Instant reaction was in that first game, honestly, St. Louis. Is a team I don't get to see very often. They're a fun team to watch. They really are. Um, I hope they do well. I don't hope that, I, I I don't hope that they did well against the Jays. I think we have another <laughs> series coming up where we head back to the, the Rogers Center. I hope that um, it's a competitive, but I hope we beat them because they are mm-hmm. got some veterans, got some young guys. Um, I think our guys played solid in the first game. I really do. Um, our bats weren't quite as what they should have been based off how hard we were hitting the ball. And, and in the second game, we kind of exploded. We hit the long bomb. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't defend against the home run Jesse we know that and finally we get a game where we're actually putting multiple balls in the seats and it's great to see absolutely long overdue for an offense that really needed let's hope this can continue into something forward going forward Uh, Riley first thumbs up who do you want to give her to Oh man, I, going back to um, one of the people in that 8-1 ball game that hit two home runs and mm-hmm. a guy who I said, I said at the start of this thing, Jesse, I said, our catchers will lead Major League Baseball in home runs. Now, yep. I necessarily, I'm not sticking by that too hard <laughs> because Kirk hasn't been putting the ball in the seat, but damn, man. If it isn't Danny Jansen hitting right. the ball, um, I think that's home run number five for him this yep. year. Um, and in a two and one game, he had four RBIs to put on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looked great on those wings, man. Those were the, I mean, the first one, he got a slider and he turned his hands on it and ripped it into left field. It was a great hit, man. And he elevated that pitch. Like that ball was up there for a long time and still went the distance. Like those, yeah. both those balls had really high launch angle, man. And he crushed both of them, man. And still playing uh, for sure above average defense. Yeah. Uh, Danny Jansen, just in one game, gets a thumbs up from us for sure. Yeah, that pitch that he hit was a front door slider from a tough right-handed pitcher. And Danny Jansen pulls his hands in, get barrel, and elevates that thing. I was impressed. I've never seen Danny Jansen take a swing like that in my life. And Danny Jansen just seems like if he's doing stuff like that, he's a completely different hitter now. You mentioned his five home runs. Now that puts him second on the team. He's only one behind Matt Chapman and Bo Bichette. And he's played in twenty-five, only 25% of the games that they have played. So... It's the first home run that the Blue Jays have hit with more than one guy on base since April 29th. So the three-run bomb has really been missing from this Blue Jays team. So good to see Danny Jansen finally get one. Uh, and with this team that has struggled with their offense, Danny Jansen has been a breath of fresh air. And I say it's time. Like, we need to put Danny Jansen in this lineup every day and maybe not even hit him ninth. Like, let's move him up in the order if he's going to be hitting like this. It's a good problem to have. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. When you're dealing with having the the, the great luxury of having two great offensive catchers that do two different things, yep. and hey, Kirk Kirk had a great game defensively. Throw threw out a base runner, yep. and that's good enough for me uh, defensive wise for Kirk because he's still young. He's mm-hmm. we've seen his frame rates get up, and we see him throwing out base runners, but. Yeah, I, 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 as much as I like Kirk, I got to see Danny Jansen in 90% of these games, man, because he is batting at an extraordinary level, especially for a catcher, for, for anybody. You said it right there. Second, second on the team in home runs, man. He's oh, played fifth in on the team, but yeah, f- fifth on the team, but he's played in a fraction of the games, exactly. man, like in, incredible. Yeah, and don't let's not forget either. The Blue Jays also have a really good catching prospect in AAA right now, who is also hitting the ball pretty well. So it's a good problem to have. But until we call up Moreno, I want to see Jansen in this lineup every single day. I agree, man. Tell tell us someone else who um who hit some hit a home run in the game that really got our spark going. Warning alert, Riley. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is back, baby. Okay, that might be a little bit of an overstatement, but. <laughs> It was good to see him finally leave the yard again after he had not had an extra base hit in three plus weeks. His home running it today left the bat at 109 miles per hour, and it was a moonshot, man. If you saw it, you knew he got it right off the bat. It carried. Vladdy had other hits in the series, 108.2 miles per hour, 97.3, 108.7, 107.5, and 106 miles per hour. And after all of that, he just went two for seven in the series with three walks. So, Vladdy is hitting the ball extremely, extremely hard still. And it's just a matter of time. All he's got to do is just elevate that launch angle just a little bit. And if he starts hammering that pitch low in the zone with some rise, Vladdy's going to be a monster all over again. Signs of life from the guy here. And let's hope he can build on this going forward. So, you know, as, as Vladdy said, uh, spring training. Yeah. Last year was the trailer. This year is going to be a movie. So all movies start off a little bit slow, right? right. So build the that's Vladdy. Right. You got to build a little bit of drama, and that's kind of mm-hmm. I think what Vladdy's season might look like trajectory wise. You know, he gave us a taste of some long balls early on, and that now we get the grind. We did go three weeks without a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. home run. For I feel like that's a long time for one of it the is, premier power hitters in the game. And you're right, because he hits it hard, but you don't know if he's going to hit it in the air or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I wouldn't say he's in totally Vladimir Guerrero Jr. form again, but he's getting there, man. And that's one one good swing in the right direction right there. Also, going to segue into our third thumbs up, Jesse. Yep. You mentioned how he had three walks in the series. The Toronto Blue Jays are actually taking their walks all know, of a sudden insane. now. It's insane. It's insane. It's up. It's <laughs> up and down the up and down the lineup, man. It's 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 refreshing to see because it was so frustrating early on uh, watching these our, our star players take these at bats and really lose out on key plate appearances because we just were swinging at bad pitches or taking pitches in the fat part of the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even in the loss in game one, we still were able to draw walks and mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, Michaelis is still a great pitcher who was the starter of game one, not known for walking a ton of guys. Great mustache too. And mustache. he just, and he, um, we found ways to just get on base. We didn't draw a terrible, terribly, um, great amount of walks. I believe we had six as a team. I think that's still very good. Um, even in an extra innings game, whatever, that's good. It's, it's, it's good to see we're taking the right steps to become a more complete ball club. 
Yeah, I counted five walks in game one um, with eight more total in game two. So 13 walks in a two-game series. I could be wrong, and I don't have the stats to back this up, but I feel just on feeling that that was the most the Jays have had in a series so far this year. Kind of crazy coming in two games. Now, I don't know if that has something to do with maybe some wild Cardinals pitching, or maybe the Jays are actively making a change in their approach to start drawing more walks, but it's something you really love to see and give the Blue Jays their credit here. Matt Chapman, George Springer, Vladimir Guerrero, Santiago Espinal all walked uh, at least more than once this series. So in a team that ranks fifth worst in baseball and drawing walks, it was nice to see that this can finally happen. And Hey, maybe it's no accident. That's why Danny Jansen's home run was a three run home run instead of a solo shot. So we wanted to give them a nice big thumbs up there. Yeah. So I actually got the number. It's uh, we had 14 walks, 14. So I, must and I can't, I, yeah, no, six, six in the first game, eight yeah, okay. in, in the second game, uh, just to give you the real numbers there. Um, it's crazy, man. In two games, that's an average of seven walks, man. That's that, those are numbers that I could take. I mean, any day of the week, man, are you kidding me? Those are some good plate appearances. Not only that we're tiring starters doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, in game two, we were facing, um, a young, I mean, Jordan Hicks to me has always been a relief pitcher. They're trying him out in the starter role. Yep. So, you know what? We, we hit him when we, when we did, and it really earned us the victory in, in that first game Chapman drew drawn the walk at him on a very close pitch. Yeah, I'll t- it was nasty. take it. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take it as a walk though. You know, he, yep. he certainly painted the black. The umpire saw it. Um, a little bit differently and perhaps at heart I saw it the, the same way as the umpire too but you know what just all around good plate appearances by the Blue Jays man all right now we're going to move on to our thumbs down segment here I want to talk about Charlie Montoya and some of the managerial decisions that he's been making uh, I'll give you a little story here in game one of a tie game uh, Montoya elected to bring fresh off the taxi squad Julian Merriweather into the game who promptly gave up a leadoff double to Nolan Arenado Merriweather was able to get out of it after an intentional walk and then a double play so Puf. Going into the bottom of the 10th now in a tie game, you'd think it would be Jordan Romano time. Get your best reliever into the game to help seal this victory, especially after the Jays didn't score in the top half. But no, Montoya chooses to go with David Phelps, who he, he gave two on. The ghost runner was on to start, and then he got two out and then gave up a walk. And then Montoya elects to go with the left-hander, Ryan Barucki, to face the left-hander. St. Louis Cardinals with a pinch hitter. Barucki walks him on four pitches and then gives up the grand slam to Paul Goldschmidt coming up next. I just, it really feels shades of what Baltimore did in the 2016 wildcard game where you're saving your best pitcher for a situation that never happens. And if I'm going to go down fighting, I want to go down fighting with my best reliever in the game. So I want Romano pitching. If Romano gives it up, so be it. At least he went down with your best arm. No, it just feels like he should have been in this game yeah um i kind of have this belief in in baseball when you're doing when you're doing counting stats jesse and that's um if you if you are a manager you you put those uh your closer in those high leverage situations if your closer finishes the year with with three losses let's say yep um those are three games that weren't let's not say they were necessarily um blown saves but those are tie ball games, bottom of the ninth, and he just gave up a run or something yeah, like that, which you know, and those, which will happen, man, because um, I can't see Jordan Romano having a very high ERA this year. I can't account for guys like Phelps, guys like Barucki, because with, with those guys, we know their ERAs could either be in the sevens or the twos. It's just how relievers are. Relievers are funny, yeah. funny number players, um, but with Romano, we can get a little bit more of a, of a, a close number and and we know that he's going to save game. We know he's innings yes. um, in close, man. Like, let's get it 
eighth inning. Um, we need those runs at the, as a away team. We need the, the runs in the top half, man. We all we're looking to do is shut them down. And he does get a save actually in the, in the case, if he was to play in St. Louis, it had, we had the lead. Yeah. And that's what he was saving for Montoyo did make the point that uh, they did it in the Houston series and it didn't work out for them. That's just because he gave up the home run to Jeremy Pena. If you remember that. And I don't know, like I said, your goal there is to not give up a run. You need a strikeout, especially with the ghost runner on Romano is the best guy in the bullpen to do that. I think he should have been in this game. That's a strike on Montoyo for me. Um, another thing I have with Charlie Montoyo here too, and I don't really have the stats to back this up, but I really think he left Jose Barrios in this game for too long, especially after take, taking all the crap about pulling Alec Manoa going into the ninth with only 83 pitches in the series against the Reds. The Jays had just taken the lead and the top of the seventh off a of Boba home run. At least I think it was a Boba home run. And I had thought Montoyo would go to the Adam Simber, Jimmy Garcia, Jordan Romano co- uh, combo with a two run lead to try to go at this game. Now, hindsight is 20-20. We don't know how those relievers would have played, but Jose Barrios comes in, he gets the first out, and then immediately gives up a home run to Juan, uh, Juan Yepes to make it a run-one game. So it's 3-2 to two at this time. I thought, okay, now it's time to bring him out. Let's bring another guy. Base is clear. He still have a one-run lead. But no, he leaves Barrios in the game again. He gives up a single and then a second single. Then he got first and third with one out. And so when Adam Simber finally comes into the game, then a contact pitcher, mind you, he gives up contact. It's a tie game. And next thing you know, we're into extras where you know what happened there in extras. So I really think it was weird that he gave Jose Barrios the vote of confidence to keep going, but didn't give it to Alec Manoa in the series earlier. Just a thought. It is just, just a thought. Maybe he's uh, my thought. Maybe you're trying to get um, Barrios those, those counting numbers, get him to go more than six innings in the, in a sense, you know, try and get his um, inflation down because his numbers are still fairly inflated to where they should be. Um, And with, with Manoa again, that's just a safety thing. I would have been ticked if Montoya did it in a seven, nothing game, but when it's a, I always say this, man, if it's a, if it's within a grand slam, it's still in reach. And even without, we've seen crazy comebacks already this year from other teams um, in baseball that we just don't talk about, but Mm -hmm. it's just baseball has been nuts this year, man. No lead is safe. No lead is safe. If you can throw your best arm at any point in the ball game, you do that. And if you need to save a guy, that's fine. Uh, Work on, um, Work on saving arms, but and again, another funny thing we've seen just off script the Jays haven't done this year is pitch to position player, which is which is something that a lot of teams have done as well. It's just it's been a weird year for pitchers, but it, our team has been a little bit less weird. But it's funny how Montoya has gone about picking and choosing when to pull yeah, guys, when to not me. to pull guys' his uses. Um, it's a thumbs down from us, but not, the, not a hard thumbs down. Yep. Um, you know, maybe trying to experiment with, with, with thir- certain things. Um, I, I think, uh, Brios looked, looked fantastic though. He got a lot of swing and misses and, Probably you know, maybe Montoya, yep. Mo- maybe Montoya was just looking for just to milk the last bit of baseball he had left in that game. I don't know. I just think if he takes him out and let that bullpen in, I know we don't know for sure. I really do think that game never goes to extras and maybe the Jays can win that game. But, oh, well, we're going to give another thumbs down here to just the batted ball luck that the Blue Jays have had this year. The Blue Jays had 10 hits in that series or 10 events off the bat, I should say, that were hit 100 miles per hour or harder end up as outs in game one alone. The fact that the Blue Jays are one of the better teams in the league at hitting the ball hard, but are still quite low in so many offensive statistics. In fact, in game one, the Blue Jays had 13 outs hit 95 miles per hour harder. That is the most in a single baseball game so far this year. 
In fact, if you look over the course of the season, Jays have 260 outs at 95 miles per hour or higher, which is the second most in all of baseball. And the difference between their WOBA and their expected WOBA is the third highest difference in the league, which I don't want to get down to the statistics too much. But usually if there's a big difference there, either your team is incredibly slow base running or your team is just getting unlucky. And the fact that the Jays are that worse, it really feels like they're getting unlucky. And not to mention the runners in scoring position woes that we've had. Even in the game where we score eight runs, we still go two for 14 with runners in scoring position. Like that still isn't getting any better. And we've really got to hope that that positive regression is coming to this team soon. I feel like luck is a funny thing um, because I feel like the averages are going to come around baseball always finds a way to even out the averages um, mm-hmm. and in slow ways um, and luck has not been in our favor, man. We're hitting the ball extremely hard and it's just, it's going right to the fielder, man. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I know it's tough to be patient and to wait for these things to come around, but man, when you're hitting rocket or you're hitting all these deep fly balls, to the warning tracks or guys are just making diving catches against you. It just, it hurts so much more when the team is offensively slumping, but soon, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It, like I said, man, it's going to average, it's going to average itself out for sure. Jesse, like are the luck's going to turn around and our wobe is going to go way up and we're going to go whoa about it because it's going to be great, man. It's, it's baseball is 162 games, man. We're sitting a couple, few games above 500 right now. Like we're, we're not, I mean, we were worried about hitting the panic button, but my, our, my hands off the panic button right now, man, everything's going to be just okay. Right now. We're going to have a good month. June's right around the corner, man. We're going to have a great month of June coming up. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to move on to some news and notes here. I don't have a ton, but I do want to say that uh, Nate Pearson is to begin a rehab assignment in Dunedin later this week after throwing a bullpen session today. Uh, Zach Collins was sent down at the start of this series to AAA to bring in Julian Merriweather off the taxi squad. So I guess we won't be seeing any uh, W tweets from Zach Collins until he's back on this roster. And uh, Santiago Espinal now leads all American League second baseman in war, making him a real possibility to become an all-star this season. I think we said it back to truck on a clip, man. I'm pretty sure even, I think it was you and I tweet one night. We're pretty sure that Espinal was going to do that. And we said that in the first series of this, of the season, man, I have no doubt in my mind that Santiago Espinal is an elite level player or can play at an elite level, man. He's doing it. And I was worried about him faking it a lot last, but yep. he seems to be the real deal, man. He looks strong. He looks good. Um, and he fits right in on this Jays team. It's He's a great piece, man. I couldn't be happier to have Espinal as their second baseman. Yeah, for what it's worth, his hit streak did end at 15 games in game two of this series. But even still, he had a sack fly and a walk in that game. So still productive at-bats from Santiago Espinal. Riley, I'm going to spit out some random facts at you, and I'm just going to say them, and then tell me your instant reaction, all right? Will do. Uh, Mr. Warning Track himself, Matt Chapman, has a 55% hard hit percentage this year, which is the best in his career and is in the top 2% of all of baseball. Matt Chapman's a beast, man. There's a reason he's one of my favorite players in the league. He's just a strong dude. Um, Again, goes back to luck, Jesse. It goes back to luck. Maybe some of those in the Rogers Center go out. Maybe um, when we go back to Yankee Stadium or Fenway, those go out playing against teams in our division that aren't the Baltimore Orioles. Um, Chapman will turn around. His average looks looks pretty bad right now, but the power is there, man. The power is all there. And you got to think it's going to be coming more as the season goes on here. Yeah. Uh, Danny Jansen is the fastest catcher in Blue Jays history to five home runs, which he's done now in 11 games. That's good. I, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, man. He is um, one of the best catchers all around that I've seen the Jays have, um, mm-hmm. especially guys out in our, our own homegrown guys. Cause I never remember the Jays having real good catchers growing up, man. It's been a long time. And I feel like our, we now have an easy 
one of the best catching systems in all of baseball. If you look through our whole, yeah. you know, uh, prospects and Jansen and Kirk, man, it's, it's scary. Good. How good these guys are behind the plate. Jansen. That's awesome for him. In fact, another stat that I found on Twitter of Danny Jansen is that his home run average is higher than Bradley Zimmer's batting average. <laughs> So this year, so <laughs> hey, Zimmer had a Zimmer had a double he, this mm-hmm. in this series. Let's say, you know, good for good for Zimmer. Um, and he can run really fast. I I think <laughs> that's what they say at least. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a check on the farm here. We're gonna look at the Buffalo Bisons roster. And Riley, I'm gonna tell you the on base percentage of five players that are currently in Buffalo. And you tell me what you think of them. Okay. So Nathan Lucas has a 389 on base percentage. Logan Warmuth is at 400. Gabriel Moreno is at 407. Jordan Groshans is at 452. And Kevin Biggio has a 457 on base percentage in Buffalo. Riley, do you think it's time to call any of these five players up to see what they can contribute to the big league club? Well, I think, I mean, let's let's stop the poo-poo train on Biggio. Let's get him back to the, the major league level at some point here, man. And it should be soon. Um, I don't think he's played like he deserves to be up here this season. I really don't. I think he's, he's hasn't played up to any standard of a major league player, but I think it's time. I think it's about time. We give him another chance. Um, as far as older guys in our system, I think Warmoth would be a fun guy. Um, I don't think he could, I think that he could possibly be, um, like what an Espinal or a Valero was yep, um, a, uh, last year, like a, um, you know, an infielder who can possibly give you um, serviceable defense and, you know, maybe draw a couple walks, get a bit, get a base hit here and there. Um, I picture that as something later in the year. You want to talk about guys who are impact players right away to, if Biggio is an impact player right away, he stays on the team. If not, I mean, he's going back to Buffalo, um, and now you're now you're probably thinking, well, what do we have to say about our big boys, you guys like Groshans, Moreno? Well, I honestly think it's too early for Gabby Moreno to come up just yet, man. We just started hitting the ball well. I mean, especially with the catchers we had, it'd be one thing if if Moreno, Moreno can learn how to play another position and play it well, but man, I don't want to spoil this thing right now with 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 our catchers with Kirk and Jansen, how well they're actually playing, how well Jansen's hitting and how good Kirk's defense is, is scary good right now. And as far as Groshans, again, I think it'll be a late season where, where he starts to um, maybe get his cup of coffee later in the year. Right. It's a good problem to have with Gabriel Moreno too, that too much catching depth is never a bad thing. Let's we'll keep him in AAA for now to see if he can keep going. Uh, I'm with you on Kevin Vigio too. And you remember in 2019 when the Blue Jays had Teoscar Hernandez and we sent him down and he was really struggling and then they called him up and he actually went on a tear and then he's become the player that he is now. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Kevin Vigio, but we've seen a bit of skill from him from his rookie season. And maybe this hot streak in Buffalo is what it takes to remember, hey, I can hit the ball. I can be a big league player. I deserve to be on this roster. So let's keep tabs on that. I agree, man. Like, I hey, I hope it turns around for um, for Biggio for sure. But again, um, he was sent down for a reason, yeah. kind of a reassessment of his skill sets, and um, I think it's about time we let him come back on this roster and let's see what he does, man. I, I mean, it can't be. You would hope, you pray to God that you, he comes back and he's not ice cold like he was in his first stint this year with the team. It's, Surely it's got to be better, Jesse. Right. Well, with that being said, the Blue Jays are enjoying an off day today, probably doing some travel, and we are making our first trip to the West Coast this season. We're on a flight to visit Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for a four-game weekend series. And let me tell you, as someone who works the night shifts, I love these Blue Jays West Coast games, man. They're a treat for me. 
Uh, game one, it's going to be Hunjin Ryu against Shohei Otani. So that'll be fun to see. Game two is going to be Alec Manoa against Chase Silseth. Game three will be Yusei Kikuchi against Michael Lorenzen. And game four, we'll have Jose Barrios against Patrick Sandoval. Riley, what are you looking forward to watching this series? Well, I'm kind of looking forward to Shohei, but not at the same time because we're yeah. playing against him. Love watching the guy, um, you know, on SportsCenter and Sportsnet because mm -hmm. of his highlights. But when he plays against your team, I'm, it's scary, man. Um, he's the, he's the, he's the, he's the 21st century Babe Ruth. What can we yep. say? Right. Mm -hmm. LA's got a, one of the best, um, firepowers of a team with Trout and Otani. And, um, yeah, as far as that, I think Lorenzen has had a pretty good year. That Sisler guy, I think you said, Chase don't Silsen. know much. Siltus. Yeah. Um, I, again, it's just, we gotta, we gotta ride that eight, one victory and in, into, we got to take that on the plane with us over the time zones mm -hmm. and say, we need to do this against, um, the angels because we need it, man, four game series away. And we've already been on the road. We just played some interleague play. Now we're against, you know, an ALS team. They're not really a divisional thing going on, but these are games that team, I, yeah. Oh, for sure. I feel like these are games that we almost have to win. We have to, um, at the at the least split the series um i would love to see a, th a three once um three to one for yeah. us winning three yeah. out of four i think that's i think that's um you know what i would like to see a sweep obviously would be perfect um if you ask me what i think jesse i again it's early in the year we're not going to get our bats warm in these four games i don't feel like as much as i'd like to see it i think that we split it i i, I think that we have one or two really really hot games with the bat hopefully score double digit runs man i'm still waiting for that again and um think that we have good starts again with four starters starting in this series, I feel like well, there's one slip up and, and we lose that game. You know, it's just, that's just baseball. Those are the averages. Those are the laws of baseball. I mean, anytime we get to watch Shohei Otani and Mike Trout play baseball, I'm always excited. Like it's going to be a good team. And I feel like the Jays are going to be battling with those angels and those wild card positions. So I feel like this game, even though it's early in the year, might actually matter come to a playoff performance. So let's hope the Jays can really take advantage there. And I'm always excited to see you say Kikuchi pitch. I freaking love the guy. His jersey is going to be here soon. I can't wait to get that. And I'm really hoping to see some offensive positive regression from this team. Let's see Vlad continue his streak. Let's see Matt Chapman get the power going. Let's get hot and let's put up some offensive thump here. Oh, we have to, man. Uh, the clock isn't ticking too much, but before we know a man, it'll be June before we know it. Yep, it'll be here the all-star and that's we're halfway through the year man it's about time we get we get really hot bats going man and i'm not talking one or two players a series i'm talking the full lineup <clears throat> swinging and you know putting up really good numbers over the course of three or four games man we really need that Absolutely. Well, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe if you haven't already. And please make a comment below. What do you think about this Angel series coming up? What do you think about uh, Mr. Warning Track, Matt Chapman, or Vladdy's Vitor, or Danny Jansen in the catching situation? Let us know. Leave a comment down below. Uh, Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here today? Let's go Blue Jays, man. We got a four-game set, like you said, and these are must-win games. Um, if you are going to tune in, uh, make sure that um, you tell your bosses you're going to be late in the morning because they are <laughs> late games, man. Yep. Jesse loves them. As a guy who works night shift, I'm a guy. I'm a 6 a.m. riser, so they are not fun for guys like me. Mm -hmm. So if I, I if I look stupid in six, five or six days when we do the next episode, it's because I, I went to bed before the fourth inning. <laughs> be warned. Yeah. <laughs> Be warned, people. These are tough games, and and the, the and the people who are watching might know exactly what I mean. 
All right. Well, we'll be back after the series to recap the Angel series. Let's hope good things happen. We'll see you then. Let's go, Blue Jays. Let's go. Thanks, guys.